and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest for our director series, and she's going to introduce herself. Hi, everyone. My name is Chris Ann Benetti, and I am one of the co-directors for International United Miss. My partner, Holly, and I created the system about six years ago, and we've been uh, working hard in the pageant industry ever since. Amazing. Well, I'm so glad that you're joining us on the podcast today. I know a lot of listeners were really interested to hear more about your system. So let's get right into it. You said you've been around for a couple of years now. Tell us a little more about your system. So IUM has, uh, we created it in 2016 and with the um, sole focus of having a system dedicated to the people that represent us, whether it be our title holders, our staff, the moms, the parents, the families, Um, We try and make a fun and fair arena for girls to compete in. Um, And it's been going uh, incredible. We've had a lot of growth very quickly, um, and we love what we do at IUM. How can someone find more about your system? Do you have a website or an Instagram that they can contact you on? There's a lot of ways. Um, We do have a website, uh, internationalunitedmiss.com. We have a YouTube channel where we break down by each event, and there's an IUM Academy uh, series Um, So girls can learn about the system before even stepping on the stage. Um, And then we also have a public Facebook question and answer group. We answer every single question that comes in through that group. Um, And that's also IUM Academy. And then we have an Instagram and a Facebook page. To become a contestant in IUM, do you get an appointed title or do you have multiple state pageants that a person can enter into? We have several state pageants and we are expanding um, every single year. We like to add about one or two each year. This year, we're hoping, um, knock on wood, don't quote me, but we're hoping to add Colorado um, to our roster this year. Um, But we have several state pageants that you compete in. We have a residency requirement, so you must work, go to school, or live uh, in the state that you are representing. And then we have an appointed title program as well for those who do not have a live state pageant. What does it look like showing up to your nationals? And where is your nationals located? So the international, it's international and nationals. They compete the same week. This year it is in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. It is our first time there. Um, we were always in New Jersey. We were right outside of Atlantic City. Um, and I, we, we absolutely loved the venue that we were in. Unfortunately, we outgrew it. It's a great problem to have, but a problem nonetheless. Uh, so this is our first year at the Myrtle Beach Convention Center Hotel. Um, and we're really looking forward to it. We had our, our first on-site meeting a couple of weeks ago, um, and that went really well. So uh, we're, we're getting ready. It's coming up less than 100 days away. Crazy to think. That is amazing. And I'm so glad you're coming to Myrtle Beach. I My parents live about two hours outside of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So I definitely might have to come stop in and look at nationals this year. I'm really excited. Um, I had a few friends that were in the South Carolina pageant this year. Can't wait to see what you guys have at nationals. And talking about internationals and nationals, at is it a week or a weekend? And what kind of events do you guys have during your pageant? So it is a week-long um competition. And we start off obviously with the typical orientation and uh, check-in. And we have three themed dinner parties that we um, provide the food for our delegates for. Their tickets, those are free. Um, And then throughout the week, we have optional competitions on the first couple of days. Um, And then our required areas of competition, we kind of like to um, limit the amount of competition to like one or two things per day. That way it doesn't overwhelm the title holders. Um, They have a lot of downtime, so they can explore the Myrtle Beach area as well. Um, And then what we like to do is a little different than some pageants is we like to have our 
optional awards as the absolute last thing they do before finale. We don't want anyone going into finale um, defeated by the results of optional competitions. Um, so we do that last. And then our finales, they start with the national uh, delegates on Friday night, and then it'll go all day Saturday for the international del- uh, finales. You said there's a national and an international. What is the difference between those two pageants? So National United Miss is for uh, delegates who either place as a runner-up to their state pageant or who competed as a state queen the year before. Um, If you are familiar with National American Miss, we're very big fans of National American Miss, but it's kind of similar to that All-American program. Um, And you can only compete for one or the other. And uh, I love love the national program. I call it the redemption round. So those who um, may not have, you know, won their state title the first go around, have a chance to kind of go and compete again. And our National United Miss, uh, that's exactly how she earned her title. She was first runner up in New York and then went uh, to win the national title. So I love the national program. That is such an amazing add-on to a pageant that I, I mean, like I knew like Nam had done that in the past, but I didn't know any other system was doing it. So I really like that you guys are allowing those to have that redemption kind of story and win a national title. So that's so awesome. I I absolutely had no clue that you guys did that. So that's such a really unique aspect to have with a pageant. What are those other optionals that contestants can enter into? So we have a variety of free and paid optionals. Um, our free optionals, we have community service, uh, academic achievement, Um, We have this great program. It's the uh, National Ambassador Program. And what we do is every contestant can submit a free essay. um, And basically it tells us how and what we can do as a pageant community to support their platforms. Um, And the person who wins the essay contest wins the free title of National Ambassador. And they have our support for like the entire year. Um, And then we have things like the ad sales program, which um, is a great way to reduce your fees and and, uh, also possibly win a title as well. Um, And then we have our paid optionals. We have casual wear, photogenic, uh, top model, um, spokesmodel and actress. Um, So, yeah, those are our uh, paid and then free optionals. That's awesome. What are your mandatory? I assume it's going to be interview and stuff, but what are the mandatory events for competition? So we have community uh, involvement is mandatory. It's a minimum of three hours of service uh, submitted to the international office. Um, it doesn't help or hurt if you go over. Obviously, we we want you to go over those uh, minimum hours, um, but you must submit the three hours. And once you do, you get the full percentage of score. Um, and then we have evening gown, high fashion runway, which basically is called fun, but another word for fun fashion. Um, and then interview and personal introduction on stage. For that personal introduction, is there a time limit or is it just whatever the girls would like to say? We do have a 45 second time limit. However, we do not use buzzers, lights, bings, nothing that would uh, alert you to being over the 45 second. We kind of just like to keep it at that because we tend to find that after that 45 seconds, judges kind of sometimes tune out a little bit. It's a lot of information to process. Um, And then the great part about our introduction is that a lot of the information, you'll see that judges are writing pretty much the entire time. And what they're doing is they're taking that information from the personal introduction to then use in the interview room for some questions for you about you uh, in the interview room. I like that a lot that they're able to, you know, take the time to write down. Because I know like normally when people do introductions for patents, it's like right at the beginning of the pageant, you're ready to go. But to use that in your personal interview, that's, I really like that. That's awesome. And with all of those competition, what would your score breakdown look like? Um, Great question. Um, That is also on our website, but 
Uh, 35%, which is our highest percentage of score I know for a fact is our interview. Um, we are looking for people who are genuine brand ambassadors. And we're a little bit different as far as our interview process is concerned. We're doing um, evening gown first and then your personal introduction. Obviously, they'll be collecting notes and things. Um, and then they have a break and they go back to their hotel room and it's an overnight process where they actually will go on social media and look up our delegates. Um, and the information that they find there, they can then ask them the next day in our interview competition. So if there's something like, for example, um, you know, let's say, for example, they have multiple titles, uh, you know, a question could be, uh, so which title was the one you really, really wanted to win this summer? Um, or let's say, for example, they see something on social media that might not be great. And then they ask, like, do you think um, a title holder who is supposedly a role model should be posting things like X, Y, Z? Um, they take the brand ambassador role um, very, very seriously. So I like that. We we have a, we always get a great group and the judges do take their jobs very seriously. That is awesome. I really appreciate that so much because it's so often that you see girls on Instagram and Facebook on one Instagram they have, they're they're promoting themselves in the most positive light. And then you go to their personal Instagram that, you know, sometimes should be private and they have the red solo cup. That has always been the biggest fear. I know being in the pageant world, it's, you know, we're not always perfect. There's sometimes where we have a misbehaving moment. However, you are the person that is representing a brand and representing something bigger than yourself. So I really like that they have as judges, the opportunity to look at what a girl is all the way around. You get to see every aspect of her life. And most people put their quote-unquote best moments on social media, but is it really their best moment if they're holding that red solo cup? Like, it's just you seeing what the girl looks like all the way around through social media is such an interesting aspect. I like that you guys also add in and it's an overnight process where they have time to do those FBI deep dives into people's social media. That is awesome. Have you ever had any like crazy like questions come out of interview like that? So it's very funny that you asked that question. And I, and I agree with you. I think the image that you put out on social media is the one you want the world to see good, bad, or indifferent. Um, and of course, obviously we're not always on a hundred percent of the time and, uh, showing the, you know, some of our weaknesses or if we struggle or whatever, I think that's important, but then there's things that you should not be doing. Like what you said with red solo cups, we've had girls who, um, were in thong bikinis and it just, the judges find it all. Um, and they do ask. Um, and I think uh, one thing about IUM as well before, cause I don't want people to think that we just like surprise they're looking you up i do weekly uh question and answer videos with our delegation in a private facebook group and every single year i make this very very clear numerous times so they have time to clean things up before they get to the international competition we all make mistakes i've been there i'm very thankful that um facebook and instagram and all of that wasn't really a thing when i was growing up because i probably would have made some of some of the very similar mistakes that these girls are making now the worst, I would say, would be the TikTok, because I think people even do it without even realizing some of the innuendos with some of the songs that they're dancing along to. And I, I don't necessarily think it's malicious, um, but it just does not look good. I, I agree with that. That's been one of the things, like, because I have a, a couple girls I kind of mentor through the pageant world. 
And that's the first thing I'm like, what are you posting on TikTok? And I like to ask pageant systems, you know, what are you guys posting on TikTok? How are you getting involved with the community around you through social media? Like, what are you guys doing? That is such like a big thing is being careful what even what your own title holders post on TikTok. I know like I'll listen to a song and I'm like, ooh, I don't know about that. Even though it may be a really cute TikTok trend and maybe great. It's a spin around and you're in a different dress, like something totally cute. But you always have to be careful about the impression that it's giving off to someone that may not be like what you're trying to give off it's just you have to be very careful and that is one of the like blessings and curses I would say of social media is you may think you're doing something cute fun and exciting but it really could be something negative that you just didn't see right and the big thing I will say we have a lot of people who usually contact us based on social media etiquette and we've had people contact us from friends from school that have no relation to the pageant industry or mothers of friends from school or other delegates. So people are always watching. And I will say, um, you know, they take any way that they can to, you know, get ahead. So just don't give them any ammunition. Always think about what you're posting. The great part about IUM is that we do start at age five. You have all of those little eyes looking up to you. So just be the example for them, you know, and that's We've had very few, I would say 98% positivity. So I, when I give you this example, it's very rare that these things happen, but they, they have happened. Judges have found things. Um, and when they do, they, they ask about it, you know, and it's not in a confrontational way. They just want to see, you know, maybe it's something that they can defend through an answer, but. Just such a unique thing that I think should be shown more in pageants because if you're representing, like we already said, representing a brand or something bigger than yourself, you got to be careful about what you're posting. It's not that you need to step around eggshells and, you know, walk on your toes. It's just, you know, be your best self out there on social media, but just be careful because like you said, there are little five-year-old girls, little princesses out there that are looking up to these big sisters of theirs that one day they want to be like and it's really hard to come back from having such like a negative light on social media after like parents are watching you too. It's not just the little girls of, oh, she posted a cute picture today. It's like the mom is like, oh goodness, that thong bikini. (laughs) You have to be, you have to be so careful. But going back to the international national pageant, what do you think is the best thing that you guys bring to your national pageants? I would say we have some of the best staff um, and I, we genuinely, I always say this in every single finale, I MC for the finales and I say it every single time, we are only as good as the people who are representing us. And I said that doesn't just encompass our title holders. That is like our staff and our families. And I really think our staff genuinely cares about providing, um, an incredible experience for our delegates and their families. Um, because you've got to realize as well, yes, 10 girls are walking away with international or national titles. But it's about providing a good experience and a fun and fair arena for the rest of the 200 and whatever show up. Um, it's it's not just about the 10. It's about the other women who and ladies um, who come through our doors. We want to make sure that they have a great experience. And that's the reason why one thing that's important to me and I see a lot is that that national program is always building because girls are coming back year after year after year. And that uh, says a lot. And it really speaks to the dedication of our staff, our queens, all of it. So you keep pointing out that national system. I really like the whole redemption story. I really, that sticks out to me for a pageant system because I mean, the only other one I've seen obviously is Nam, but you guys doing that really does give those girls that second chance. And so I really appreciate that as like a pageant person in the world, because if I would have been that first runner up as I have been at 
many pageants in the past few years, I've been that first runner-up spot. And to still have been able to go to nationals would have been a dream come true because that's something you have worked so hard for. So you're definitely giving them that next level of here's the experience that you're still going to get. Even though you were a first runner-up, you were still right there. Like you were there and you're welcome to be here. And we're glad that you're in our group. So that's so nice that you're adding that. And going to talking about those national international queens, what does the prize package look like for the national and international? Are they the same or are they different? There are a few differences. They are definitely not treated any different. Um, I'll just go over the quick differences. The International Queens win an all-inclusive six-day, five-night vacation, um, including their airfare and every single expense. Um, The National Queens are invited on that trip, but that trip is not covered for them. Um, And then I would say the cash prize, the National Queens win $1,000 and the International Queens win $2,000. And honestly, beside that, there really is no difference. Um, we have five trips all together. We have um, our Disney first weekend, which is our photo shoot, and then we take them to Disney World. Um, we have our Washington, D.C. trip, which is our infamous holiday party. Um, and then we have the all-inclusive six-day, five-night. Uh, we went to Jamaica this year. We've been to Mexico in the past. Um, and then we have a trip to Dollywood, Tennessee, uh, coming up Memorial Day weekend. And then we have a fifth trip that we are deciding on with our international and national royalty. And everything else is all included. Um, they get gifts and sponsored gifts and um, luggages and I mean, you name it. We we make sure that they want for nothing for the year of service. That is amazing. I really like to hear everybody's different national package and you guys have a bang up national package. That is awesome. The five trips, I'm just like, holy snap. But especially because I had reached out to you, I guess, right before you would you were going to Jamaica. We had, we had rescheduled our, our interview. And so when you said you're going to Jamaica, I was like, wow, that's so awesome. Like, I'd love to take a trip to Jamaica. Now I know how to get a trip to Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> that trip was amazing. Everyone, because again, it, no, no one does the six day, five night and it's not a cruise. It's an all inclusive vacation. So you're there the entire time. Um, but you know, and then like, there's other things that we add in that are surprise trips. Like we took the girls to Miss USA, Miss America. And then we were like, Hey, is everyone coming to the Florida pageant? Let's go to Universal Studios. Like we're all about constantly doing for, for the girls because they do a fantastic job and it's a job, um, representing us. So any way that we can give back to them to show our appreciation, we do. I, I absolutely love that, especially for your girls. I know that they seem like they're having a world of fun with everything going on. And I really like that you guys are making sure that they are, you know, getting treated like national and international royalty. That's awesome to hear from directors that are doing that. I'm glad that you guys are treating them like the royalty they deserve. What has been your favorite outing with the girls this year so far, other than that big six-day, five-night vacation? (laughs) See, it's funny because each time that we are together, um, it, it, it's just a different vibe and, and, and uh, there's a different purpose. I will say the first weekend is always, Holly and I always stay about two days after. We either celebrate or commiserate. We've never had to commiserate, but um, we, we never know how the group is going to mesh. Um, there's 10 females and then we also provide accommodations for their parent or their mothers as well. Um, and, you know, you, you never know. Uh, there's a lot of estrogen in one house. Um, so you never know, but luckily throughout these years, they've genuinely created sisterhoods. And I will say the first trip is always great because you get to see that happening. But I would say my favorite is the, um, Washington DC trip. It is our shortest trip, but, um, I 
and I was just talking to someone about this. Like, I love giving gifts. Like, that is one thing that makes me so happy. Um, I don't like receiving them. I would just rather give everybody everything I have. Um, and, and to me, it's almost like body dysmorphia, except it's like gift dysmorphia. I just never feel like it's enough. So I I overdo to the point where it becomes my, my business partner's like, okay, give me your credit card. Um, but I just, it just, I just want... I don't know. I just want to blow their socks off. I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a thing. It's, it's a personal problem that I have, but I just love being able to give them a Christmas that they'll never forget. And then also we have a service project that weekend. And again, our, one of our uh, main pillars of this organization is community service. And if we're not going to lead by example, why do that? So we do a service project every single year and that just seeing the girls give back and be so excited about it. That is the reason that we do what we do. Along with that service project, do, as a national and international pageant, do you have a specific platform or do you let the girls just reign their year with their own platforms? So we encourage them to have their own platforms. I know um, we have so many different platforms that range across the spectrum. Speaking of spectrum, our international junior preteen, Mia Bella, works with autism awareness. Her brother is, has autism. Um, and then Allie, I know she does anti-bullying. They all have their own uh, specific cause, but we also have the cause that our national ambassador works for for the year. So we've been collecting school supplies and and things like that for uh, students and um, children in the hospital. So that's what we've been doing for the year. And we we have collections at all of the state pageants as well. So the state delegates are part of the, uh, the process, which is awesome. That is amazing. I really appreciate when systems let their, you know, their national queens or international queens be able to reign and work on their own platform throughout their year because that is one of the biggest thing now is having that social impact statement or that platform and working on it because I was working with one of my little babies and she's doing wands and doing wands of kindness and you know wave your wand for a kindness like a kind heart situation and so it's really sweet letting them at such a young age find something they're very passionate about and just letting them grow up using that platform so I really appreciate that you guys let them have their own as well as having that um the person that is working on their own platform throughout the year, their community service girl as well. So like, that's amazing. Um, is there any other things that you would like for the listeners to hear about your plat or about your pageant? I think again, uh, there are so many ones to choose from and there are so many amazing systems out there that genuinely are doing this for the right reasons. And I, we, I know that we are on that list. Um, we do this for our delegates over the years um, I, I was a competitor from when I was two and a half years old, and I'm now 30, going to be 34 years old. Um, so I've been in the industry a very long time. And I think that's kind of what makes our system special. Both Holly and myself have been in this industry for so many years. We took the good and kind of left the negative. And we designed something that we felt would be a great, we would want to experience as, you know, she was a mom of a, of a delegate and I was a delegate and I would want, I would want to compete in this system. I, there's so many things that we leave at the door and so many things that we take in and so many things that we've created. And I just think, um, if you want to be part of a genuine sisterhood, that is something that we stress. We're very big on that. Um, and you want to be part of something where you actually matter and you're important to our staff and our queens, then then come and join us because we've created that atmosphere. I'm proud of what we created. I'm so proud of our, our queens, the ambassadors that they've been for our system. Um, and yeah, come and give it a try. It's a, it's a great atmosphere. It's a fun week. Um, and if you are selected as one of the 10 winners that week, you're in for a truly unforgettable year. 
I it absolutely sounds like it from from my listening. Um, if you'll tell the listeners again when and where and where to find your pageant so they can sign up. So you go on to www.internationalunitedmiss.com, also Instagram and Facebook. We have a YouTube channel with lots and lots of information in its own separate category called IUM Academy. Um, we have an IUM Academy Facebook group where you can ask questions. Um, but one thing I would also encourage the listeners to do would be to look up our winners. So they all have their own um, Instagram and Facebook pages. And if you look up IUM Junior Teen or IUM Teen or National United Miss, like you'll be able to find them all. Reach out to them and ask them. They'll tell you the truth. It's not us answering for them. They have their own private accounts that they run. Um, and it's great to see from their perspective what they experienced. Um, and and they love when people reach out to them. So reach out to them, see what they think. Let Reach out to other delegates who have competed. That's something great to do as well. Um, win, lose, or draw, you should reach out to all different people and, and see if it is a fit for you because not every system is a fit for every single delegate. Um, and like, for example, our pageant has zero makeup on anyone 13 and younger, and that does not always work for a lot of people. So, um, you know, it's getting to know your system, getting to know if it's the right fit for you, reaching out and talking to people, and then kind of like watch their social media, see if they're doing what they say they're doing. Um, we're very big on actually... We were, during COVID, we were one of the only pageants who provided our entire prize package. That is absolutely amazing. I know COVID has really shaken up the pageant community, and it's made it really difficult for some to have their national pageant or even just state prelims. It's really hard for them. But now, you know, bouncing back after finally everything's starting to be lifted again, it is like I know now in North Carolina, we are finally a open state again. It's very nice that my parents live in South Carolina, so it's weird. I could go over the border and not have to wear a mask, and then I come back to North Carolina, and I'm masked right back up. So finally, that's open again. So it's I'm just really glad that everything is starting to become more like it was once before. And I think that's what's really helping the pageant world. I know in the past year on different episodes that I've talked to people, they've had different views. I thought I thought in the beginning that this was going to be a really negative impact on the pageant community. However, it has shown in some systems that it is been amazing because now people are taking the risk to join the pageant world. This is something that, you know, you never know if it's going to close up again. Let me try something new. And so I'm glad that that is kind of the outlook on it rather than it being such a scared thing for people to come to national international pageants and be scared to be around people. Now they're like, please let me go anywhere I can. I don't want to be stuck in the house anymore. So it is really nice that they are able to move around and get out this year like they haven't been in the past two years. So I really hope that you guys have an amazing turnout. I know from hearing about it, I am intrigued myself. I really am glad that you sat down to record this episode today with me. I hope the listeners got a little bit more of a glimpse into IUM and what you guys are all about, especially for your national and international pageant for those contestants out there that have previously competed and are planning to come back again, or even those first runner-ups. They know that they have a place at your national pageant. But I wanted to ask you one final question. Are you ready? In what way has pageants positively impacted you? So as a competitor myself, I've noticed I took a short break in middle school. And during those uh, three years, I kind of reverted back into my shell. And I was very shy and I could not do a, a public speaking presentation. But um, I got back. My mom was like, absolutely not. She put me right back into pageants uh, and I can tell you that I've been through, I have a master's degree and I will say that um, I was one of the strongest speakers in my program because of pageantry. I have literally gotten almost every single job I've ever applied to that I had to go to an interview for 
because of pageants. I have made some of the best friends, um, and and now they're they're family. Uh, Holly and I met through pageantry. Some of these people are they'll be in my life forever. So that's how it's affected me personally. But I would say, like as a director, the the most rewarding aspect and the most positive aspect of pageantry for me is watching and seeing throughout the years, ladies, girls transform themselves into confident young women and women. Um, that to me is the most positive aspect. And like we, we, regardless of if you are a local title holder, a state title holder, a national or international title holder, if you compete with us, we're in your corner. We're, we're rooting you on for the rest of your life, whether you want us to or not. Um, and, and that is the one thing that I love about IUM. It is a strong network of women, um, who are in your corner. And that to me is one of the most positive aspects of pageantry. And I wish every single woman would at least try at least one pageant just to kind of get a feel for that camaraderie. I absolutely agree with you. I think just getting out there and just trying one, it either you're either hooked or you can put it on your bucket list of I did this and I'm proud of myself and I'm glad for the experience of a lifetime. And I really hope that you guys have an amazing nationals this year. I really, I'm serious. I'm going to come check this thing out. I am actually intrigued by this. So, you know, guys, you never know what happens in the future. So I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. Bye.